Lady, the problem isn't in my pants. Uh, when you're physically find someone like that, man, just what, start it. What makes it hard for you? You do normally, but <laughs> I guess not today. <laughs> you didn't wear that lingerie, I asked. Well, it, it's on under the trench cloak. Cloak. The trench cloak. 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 Everything. Else. <laughs> I'm not feeling it today, you guys. You want to come back tomorrow? Well, that's what I'm saying. That's what makes it hard. I'm actually off. You're work trying to go off the cuff, man. Just start it. It is started. Well, let's finish it then. <laughs> I don't like you staring at me with those bedroom eyes. I'm imagining that lingerie. <laughs> this is not the time and place. Shouldn't work then. Sneaking man, blue eyes, blonde hair, and a frost suit. <laughs> <laughs> I can pull it off. I, might be a little tight, but uh, speaking of tight, this is a tight intro for this issue of Mex Men. I'm Tony. I'm Justin. I'm Devin. And today we're going to be going over uh, Brian Michael Bendis's Uncanny X-Men issues uh, five, five, through five through eight. Yep. I was going to say six, seven, and eight, but yep. That's also what through eight means. <laughs> Correct. Because <laughs> otherwise it would have been like a weird recording of me going... <laughs> we have enough weird no, recordings of you. <laughs> oh, yeah. But in reference to why that happened. <laughs> so... X-Men 6, huh? <laughs> that was cool. Yeah, was cool, and in today's news for X-Men, there isn't any. Good thing you brought that up. Yeah. Because I was going to bring it up myself, but you got to it first. I just wanted to make sure you guys knew that there... Oh, well, I guess there's a little bit of news. Not really news, but rumors that... So you're saying you're a liar. <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> but uh, there's rumors that like Hugh Jackman and... Patrick Stewart will come back for a quick cameo and like Doctor Strange, but that's about it. I don't believe it. Like as in uh, a look into a different universe? Yeah, because they're doing the whole multiverse thing for Doctor Strange. Oh, I'd believe it if it was like a just one thing and then never be back again after that. Yeah, they could do that. I mean, there's also a lot of rumors of Tobey Maguire like reprising as Spider-Man in that because, you know, Sam Raimi's directing it, so. That fucking has to happen Simply because it's, like, all the, the pieces for a Spider-Verse movie are there. Like, how do you not just do it? Yeah, I mean, they accidentally stumbled across the potential for a Spider-Verse movie by not making good franchises for a long time. Yeah. But having decent to good other Spider-Men. Yeah. So that'd be awesome. Kind of weird, though, now that they already did it. I mean, well, you can't really not do... Like too much Spider Verse technically because every time they do another Spider Verse, it's part of like the universe. Because Ultimate Spider Man cartoon, they did a a Spider Verse and that just included like comic book versions and movie versions and stuff like that. Yeah, and also having an animated counterpart has never actually stopped a live action project. No, especially from claiming to be the original thing. That was legitimate though. It's legitimate. It was a legitimate. It was too legit. Movie. Yeah, basically. It's too, too legit, legit to quit. What? It was legitimate. It was great. It wasn't straight to DVD. So it was surprisingly well written. <laughs> well written. I liked it better the first way. To be honest. <laughs> it was incredibly well written. <laughs> uh, I mean, Pokemon the first movie, right? That was a legitimate movie. Yeah. Was and that they're the remaking first one? that. 
They're remaking it yeah, live action. Too. One, no, not live action. Fine. Just an, another that already happened animated version. They already redid that. Well, sure. Why would why why would you do that? Because I, they wanted can, a different animated money. style. Trash. It's just because you can make the same thing and it will make like redoing the first Pokemon movie will make you far more money than doing another Pokemon movie. Yeah, well, because they figured that out because they kept making Pokemon movies and they kept getting less and less. Yeah, but the Detective Pikachu made money. It, not live action movies though. Like that's a whole different thing. This is, they're remaking an animated version of it. I want them to do it live action. That'd be fucking yeah, amazing. Because Detective Pikachu was fantastic. I liked it. Yes. Also, first appearance of Gigantamax Pokemon. Is it? Yeah. Oh. Sort of. Yeah, those balloons flowing through the air. <laughs> those just balloons. <laughs> I was talking about when they find out that the entire land that they're standing on was a Pokemon. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, the Torteros. Yeah. I was trying to remember the name, but I kept on wanting to say Turtonator. Uh, but people aren't here to listen to us <laughs> talk about Pokemon. They're or here Spider-Man. for. They're here for X-Men. X-Men. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, wait, look at me. I agree. Because you're doing the overview, right? Yeah. What? You are? No. no. Why'd you look at it? Yeah, what? You're that off? <laughs> so, Uncanny number five, S.H.I.E.L.D. is real upset about what Cyclops just pulled, like, accidentally. Because he accidentally pulled? Yeah, well... Like his hamstring? <laughs> <laughs> no, well, uh, with Ava freezing the uh, Avengers. Oh, yeah. You know, that moment of... Like sheer luck, and then he's just like, "We meant it. <laughs> this was on purpose." He was like, "Roll with it." <laughs> Talk all that smack. Yeah, he's like, "What now? <laughs> Who are you gonna call now? Who's your boy? Get your boy." <laughs> and so, uh, Shield, they're you know in one of their secret meeting room places because they got so many of those, and they're watching on all these monitors because again they have so many of those, the same footage of Cyclops. So it's like it's weird that they decided to do it that way. Are those all different monitors? Yeah, I because th- I'm not sure they're monitors. I think they're like a uh, like a projection, like a light projection, not like not heavy, but like I mean also that I feel like right now light. you're projecting. I mean, I have had so many issues at home, man. <laughs> <laughs> so. There Justin was. <laughs> just drank his coffee, just like Kermit the fucking frog. <laughs> so they uh, they're 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 watching Scott give his speech about uh man that's amazing. <laughs> they're they're watching Scott give his speech about how awesome they are and how uh, if no one's gonna uh, help mutants in their time of need, the X Men are gonna be there to do that. Uh, and to their supporters, they're thanking them. But you know, revolution and all that jazz. And Everybody the, has one in his hand, I just have to say. Everybody's looking at a screen in their hands as it's projected all over the room. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's ridiculous. And it's, it's screens everywhere. There's a project a projection of the back of his head, too. Like, you need to see that. Yeah. Oh, it's like when you angles. go to, uh, when you go to like, a sports game and you're just watching the Titan Tron the whole time. You're like, I should have just stayed home. Well, that kind of makes sense, right, because it's footage from a bunch of different camera phones. So maybe they wanted every oh, yeah, angle of the scene. Every angle. But it looks like it's all from the front angle, and then, and then one, one that's yeah. the back of his head. Yeah. <laughs> it's just one person's like looking at his ass. <laughs> and they, it's like a horrible shot, too. Somebody just zoomed in on the back of his head. Yeah. And so she even says that like he just dropped the mic all over everybody and shit. But uh, the whole time, she's like, fucking turn it off. Turn it off. We get it. We get it. Did they really beat the Avengers like that quickly? Like, yeah. 
It's like, where are they? They're still frozen in time. <laughs> it's like, can we uh, get them on the phone? They don't want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was so great. They're like, yeah, we don't want to. He accidentally suffocated them all because he didn't think that freezing them in time would stop the air molecules from going down their throat. So they're all dead now. Oh, oh man, it'd be so dark if that's how that worked. <laughs> that that was funny, though, that the Avengers were embarrassed by it. Yeah. <laughs> man, do I have egg on my face. <laughs> so, uh... That that leads into, because there's sort of a B-plot in this whole arc, where S.H.I.E.L.D.'s trying to figure out what they're going to do about all this stuff. Because at least Maria Hill in control of S.H.I.E.L.D., you know, you, you see that she's not actually targeting mutants. So the suspicion that Scott and his team have against S.H.I.E.L.D. for being, like, this overbearing government organization that's targeting mutants is not based in reality because you're at least you're seeing both sides. And they're like, we gotta fucking figure this out because are we targeting mutants? Because this is fucked up. Yeah, like, well, we gotta get to the bottom of this. Possibly, it's not based in reality because, as far as she knows, she's not even sure that it's not Shield. Yeah, she's yeah. like, is this a different division? Like, where the hell did these Sentinels come from? Because yeah. even she knows that they're the most likely place that the Sentinels could have came from. Yeah. Well, what I mean by that is just that it's not an official Shield prerogative. That she like didn't sanction it. Exactly. It's all Bobby Brown. So, Scott uh, goes to talk to Ilyana because, you know, she just had that whole big demon flare up thing twice. And she's like, he's like, uh, hey, bud, how you feeling? You, you okay? And she's like, yeah, I'm fine. He's like, yeah, I mean, are we okay? She's like, what do you mean we? I was like, well, if you're not okay and we're right next to you, we're kind of not okay. So, are we okay? Because... I got geometry powers. I know what it's like. Mikopacetic. <laughs> yeah, there, there was some good dialogue. There I understand proximity. He's yeah. like, with my geometry powers, I did the math, and this doesn't seem good for us. <laughs> yeah. Which is cool, though, because you don't really get a lot of opportunities where Scott's being, like, like having, like, a heart-to-heart with a character, and it, he's just trying to... like well, It's I mean, new writing that it doesn't happen a lot. It's too much action, action, not enough. I don't know, like background and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, I feel like it happens anytime there's a writer who's like writing a primary story, right? Because they care about the characters' progressions. And anytime you see like Scott just in a book where a writer is like featuring them, he's just barking orders and stuff. Yeah. When you get a small team too, that's why this you get more of that in this team because you only got the you know four characters or whatever. Yeah. Well, plus the other ones. The students, but, but do they matter? Yeah. Where do they go at this mm-hmm. point? So yeah. And then Magic starts explaining what it was all, like, that, like, that first flare-up, she actually was dragged into Limbo by Dormammu, who's, like, just chilling in Limbo now. Yeah, he was not there to bargain. No, he was there to be like, hey, you're, you're fucking up my land, like, you, do you like what you're doing to the place? And she's like, what are you talking about? Like, that's the weird thing, too, is like, hey, here's, here, look at, look at how bad you're making it. And it's like, well, this is already hell. Right? Yeah, so what, are you- so what are you complaining about? Like, it looks like hell. Like, it still looks like hell? It yeah, looked no. like hell? Also, like, Limbo's not his place. Yeah. But I think he said, like, by, by association, it was fucking with his home, too. So he, like, went to take that over because she wasn't there to, like, well, settle things. she says that either, like, he can't go back to his dimension or he noticed that nobody was there and wanted another dimension. Yeah. But she's kind of messing with, or messing it up. They realize her powers are messed up too, because it, before it seemed like she's just powerful. So she, whenever she's teleporting, it's screwing up Limbo. 
Well, I think any any amount of her power she's using is drawing straight from Limbo and like yeah. sucking energy out of Limbo and just into her. And that's what she said too, like because she is feeling more powerful. But that's all because of that fact that she's absorbing the power of Limbo, which with each time she's using her own powers. So she Abor- absorbing the power of Limbo sounds like a fitness CD. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, in the 80s. Yeah. A lot of headbands. <laughs> and those, uh, fuck, what are those? The leg warmers? Yeah. So leotards over, like, the leggings? Yeah. All neon. Do you it's think a great they, look. Do you think that in the 80s, like, if someone saw fashion for today, they'd actually get upset and be like, where are the leotards? Because of the leggings everywhere? I think back then they were like, it's weird what we're doing. <laughs> 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 anyway, so... Magic attacks Dormammu, and Dormammu's all like, I'm fucking Dormammu. And he, like, shoots her back, and then she's like, well, I mean, yeah, sure, but I'm, you know, Dark Child. And she turns into Dark Child. And then she beats the shit out of him. I like how he, he starts the conversation all cute. Yeah? Because, he, he, I mean, he's still threatening, but he says, welcome back to your abandoned kingdom, Rasputin. Do you like what you've done to the place? <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Like, how would she, like, it looks like hell. Yeah, it like, it always way. looked like, it's like, yeah, I do. Fuck you. Marvel has, like, at least ten different hell allegories. Also, when were the mindless ones a limbo thing? I think he brought them from, what was it, the dark dimension he's from? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's from the dark dimension. They're not in limbo. He brought them along with him. Because so it's basically mind- his own army? Yeah, the mindless ones are, like, you know in Doctor Strange where their uh, their eyes change? They're turning into mindless ones. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, because I assume if there were demons there, they'd be, they'd listen to her. Yeah. But even the demons were attacking her. Because when she turned into Dark Child and then beat the shit out of uh, Dormammu, which was great, because she was like, hope I'd never figure out a way to kill you because then you'd be fucked. And he, like, scurries off. Like, all those demons and the mindless ones were there, and she's like, you only live thanks to, you know, my good nature or whatever. Like, you, and then... They're still there, and then she, like, lifts her sword up, and then they run away. But it's, like, a whole crowd of both demons and mindless ones. No, okay. Also, he he fingers her. Ew. I don't know if you... Not that way, but he puts his finger through her. Oh, yeah. Not that way. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, like, he, her finger banged her, basically. <laughs> not that way. He, like, just... He, like, pokes her stomach, and his finger, like, goes <laughs> through... There's no good way to put this. <laughs> Yeah, but like, cause that's that's when he's beating her, and before she like lets go and turns into Dark Child. <laughs> but this, the noise you made makes me think that like he does that, but she's sounds like the toaster strudel mascot. <laughs> very So during this time, uh, the cuckoos they're like reading Scott and uh, Magic's mind as they're talking. So like they're filling Emma in, like, oh shit, her powers are broken this whole time, and that's what they're talking about. And uh, then there's a, like a little funny side banter going on with Magneto and Angel where Mag- uh, Angel's like realizing like fuck wait did I do the right thing? Like, I just realized I joined Magneto's X-Men and it's like a lot of fucked up weird demon shits going on like there's a girl screaming randomly yeah, which is it, pretty scary. Well and it, it's something that's been glossed over up until this point but they're not going back and like finding the original X-Men that have been fighting Magneto for like two, three years. 
this is like they just fought Magneto for the first time, and like Gene moved in a couple days ago, and Warren's only been there for three weeks. Yeah, well, then they've been X Men for three weeks, so presumably they've been together training and stuff, and then they only just started going out X Mening around. Well, he says all he knows how to do is fly. He doesn't know how to fight at all. Yeah, well, because so I, I assume I they haven't really been training. They've just been kind of working out in the. The danger room is yeah, yeah, which, it, you know, thinking back to then, it doesn't really have an appropriate name at that point because, like, that's like if you came over to my house, to my gym, and I was like, hey, I got some weights over there. Be careful. <laughs> they could fall on you. It's dangerous. Danger room. You got a bench press. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking of, uh, oh, fuck, that stupid flashback to, was it James Gandolfini's gym in the Family Guy episode? Where it's just, he walks past an empty room with weights that's got, like, cobwebs everywhere. And then he just, you know, keeps going. I haven't watched Family Guy in, like, 15 years. It was old. It was back when it was kind of good. <laughs> uh, anyway, so there's that, like, kind of funny banter between the two of those, them. And even at one point, he's like, hey, wait a minute. Are you less crazy? Or he, he's like, you seem. And then uh, Magneto's like, less crazy? And he's like, yeah, less crazy. That's, that's, a, that's an app word. He's like, I am. I am less crazy. I thought that was funny. The art, there was an art change too. It's no longer Bacalo. Yeah. So it's worth mentioning because Magneto looked like a super creep when he was talking to Angel. That is the creepiest drawing of Magneto I've ever seen. Because yeah, he's kinda. bald and he's got like this weird, like no teeth grin looking yeah. at Angel. It's... Yeah. Also, this artist reuses his panels a lot. Yeah. Uh, he just changes like the eyes or something and maybe some of the color. Yeah. I, I don't know. There's like a real painty style to it that I don't really like. Like, there's some things that are cool and other things that, like, aren't so much. So, I ended up with, like, a really, like, weird feeling reading them. But uh, there's a, also another funny moment where Triage is like, while we're here, come on, triplets. And then the cuckoos turn around and he's like, hey, nice to meet you. <laughs> yeah, they call him Cutie or whatever. And then he's like, goes to introduce Anthem. himself and he can't remember his name. He's like, yeah, we did that. You can't remember your name. Think thoughts like you were thinking before, and we'll do much worse. And yeah, they're like, keep on thinking that, and we'll do the psychic, uh, psychic equivalent to cutting your dick off. Yeah, like we'll make you forget what sex you are. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that was also kind of funny. Which, that reminds me of, um, I think it was the, the second X-Men movie, maybe the third, but Professor X tells Wolverine, like, if you keep smoking that cigar in here, like, I'll make you think you're a six-year-old girl. <laughs> he's like, you wouldn't do that? And he's like, I'd have Gene braid your hair. <laughs> oh, yeah. So... Scott and Ilyana are still talking, and he's like, well, it sounds like, you know, you're broken and you're sick, and if you're broken and sick, you go to the doctor. So what's the magical equi- equivalent of that? I almost said equivalent. Dr. Dre. Then I did. <laughs> Dr. Dre. <laughs> Everybody forgot that he was in the Marvel Universe. <laughs> so Magic's like, yeah, but Dr. Strange is an Avenger. Obviously, that's an issue. And he's like, yeah, well, we'll, we'll figure it out. We, obviously, we got to, hopefully, like, there's a greater good issue, you know, that exists within him. In well, him. he's a, he's a doctor. He has to help. Hippocratic oath. Yeah, that's a stuff. that's a huge thing that the they Avengers. always they always bring back in Doctor Strange is that even if he's like sworn enemies with somebody, if they ask him for help, he has to help them. Okay, I mean, it, it, it's not expressly said in this though. It's still sort of like she's not sure about it. Yeah, it's not said here. It's just a characterization of Doctor Strange that well, has kind of bypassed that, as we'll see. So. Yeah. Scott uh, and Ilyana start making their way back downtown. They're, they're walking, walking fast. 
I don't remember the rest of the lyrics. Well, the, Something they, homebound? Because their faces passes. <laughs> well, they're walking side by side, so their faces don't really pass each other. But, uh... No, it's the other faces that are passing. I don't... I don't care. <laughs> you should care. You fail to understand the intricacies of the White Chicks universe. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Speaking of White Chicks, though, Ava, totally crushing on Cyclops, though. She's like, yeah. oh, he's pretty amazing, huh? Yeah, you see the, the, the bulge in his pants? And I'm talking about that butt. <laughs> Emma's not happy about it. No, too. she's not happy. She, <laughs> no, thinks, she, she thinks she's talking about Angel at first, and then uh, she's like, no, Cyclops. And she's like, oh. Which I don't know why Emma's mad because Ava's a kid. She, Ava's not a kid. Isn't she like. She's like in her early 20s. Oh, she, is she? She was at yeah. the bar when, uh, when they found her. Yeah, oh, she's yeah, an adult. Okay, okay. Yeah, these. Yeah, all I mean, she might not be. I don't know the drinking age in Australia. She might be 18 or 19. Either way. She's she's an, she's adult. an adult. Like yeah. they're, I thought they're she was in school still. They're all like early adults except for Benjamin. He's sixteen, but he, oddly enough, he was the one who seemed like he was in college. Yeah. No, uh, uh, Fabio's not an adult. Really? He goes to school with Miles. He worked on hot dog and a stick. Yeah, you. you that's work. a sixteen-year-old's job. That doesn't require an associate's degree. <laughs> <laughs> At least you, you've been doing too much for your dreams, man. <laughs> <laughs> Only if you're cooking, though. He works up front, so he doesn't need the degree. Yeah, he doesn't even have to use knives. He doesn't have to be one of the engineers that connect the stick and the hot dog? Yeah, no. He's not that good. Come on. <laughs> so then, Magic's powers flare up. Oh, actually... Drinking what? age in Australia is 18, by the way. Because her powers, her powers flare up right before this, too. Which I thought was pretty funny, because Scott does go from super caring and like talking to her, to suddenly like, he's holding his glasses like, Whoa, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Explain yourself, what is going on? I will blast the fuck out of you. Vasty demon. <laughs> but like it goes away, and then they walk back out. But then it flares up again. She's like, I'm not doing this. And they're like, well, who's doing it? It's like, I don't know. I'm not doing it. It's the not stepping, me. <laughs> the stepping discs appear, and they all get teleported into limbo, uh, where Dormammu's waiting for them. And they're all like, what the fuck? Who's doing this? And it's Dormammu. Yeah. Well, actually, no. You find out in the next issue, because she's just like, it's not me. And she's Dark Child. Which is kind of weird. Because I gotta bring this up, because we we uh, went over Uncanny when Scott came back to life, and then Magic turns into Dark Child again. Uh huh. These Dark Childs look so completely different. Yeah. Because that one looked like a straight beast, and normally she's only seen with like the uh, horse hooves or whatever, and then the demon face, not a complete change. I think uh, artistic liberty. Yeah, I mean in X Men Evolution, they're like Velociraptors. <laughs> What? Magic's a velociraptor? No, the all the, the demons in Limbo or whatever. Oh, okay. No, it's just so different, though. It was like... Yeah, I liked it, though. I thought it looked cool. Like, that I was mean, one of maybe, the things I thought this artist did that was pretty cool. It, I mean, and, and it could one? also be explained by, like, a, a flare-up of her powers that she's absorbing so much from Limbo that it's, like... That even more demonic. to another level. Yeah. No, I like this one. I'm used to seeing it like this. That's why it was so weird in that newer Uncanny. That she was like a complete beast, like she completely changed. Oh, form. I know what you're talking about. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, she was unrecognizable as magic at all. Yeah, I thought you were talking about where she still looks like Ilyana, basically, but with the the horns hooves and, and the horns. And this, she does. She doesn't look like a human at all, really, except for being humanoid. Torso. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, she looks like a like she's got the devil hooves, but like a Dormammu face. Yeah, kind of. It was dope. Oh, yeah, yeah, I liked it. You see, like, yeah. the teeth floating and, like, the fire mouth. Of, yeah, it looked pretty Yeah. Cool. 
So for this part, we got a panel reenactment that we're going to do. And I want to give a real quick thank you to Adrienne McLean. Uh, she's from the That's Allowed podcast. She provided the voiceover for Ileana in this. She's amazingly talented. So you should go check out her podcast. The link to it will be in the show notes. Uh, so enjoy. It, it was nothing like this had ever happened to me before. And when you think of all the things I have experienced in this world and all the others... No one had ever done this to me before. What did they do? I have never been pulled out of our dimension and into limbo against my will. Who was it? Well, not that I can remember. Who did it? Are you completely out of your mind, Dormant? Who are you to touch me? Welcome back to your abandoned kingdom, Rasputin. Do you like what you have done with the place? You'll need to learn your place, Lord Demon. I know Limbo. It's a hellish magical dimension between dimensions. I know it is made to be lorded over, so I let him know I was ready to do just that. Do you have any idea the madness you have brought here? I know I don't know what you are talking about. Now I'm trying to decide if I care. Let me think. I decided I don't. Child! Ah! Oh, it burns! Because I'm not a stupid mortal girl who stumbled into this life. I waited. I waited for you to let go of that Phoenix Force. Avoid to destroy you, but I see that now you are just a broken town, and your damaged mutant powers over this dimension are ripping my world apart. And now you must be punished. You are a threat to my existence, and obviously, I cannot allow that. <coughs> I am not going to cease to be, because you are an untrained, undisciplined little child and a grown woman's body. The insipid Palasco may have found it funny to play games with you, but I will not suffer because of it. This is not your world, child. These are not your powers to have. I damn you to death. I damn you with all that I have. How dare you! He forced it out of me. He forced me to reveal her, my darker self, the dark child. I had lost control in a way I had not done in years. I was outside myself. Let me be very clear, soulless one. It was like I was watching a movie. If you ever touch me again, if you ever attempted to speak to me again, there will be no end to your punishment. You only live by my generosity. And here I was, surrounded by the lower demons, the mindless ones, hundreds of them, reminding me why I hate this place so much. You don't know where your power is coming from. You don't know the price you will pay. The Phoenix has broken you, and you can't possibly- And you will be quiet. That's right, Dormammu. 
Run away! I wish I knew how to kill you, demon. Pray to me that I never find out how. You are just a mortal girl. You will be dead so very soon. He... it was right. My powers are broken, just like yours. Just like everyone who touches that damn Phoenix Force. The difference here is that mine are connected to magic, to limbo. The difference here is that mine are connected to things I don't fully understand. Truthfully, I never did. I know that. I know just enough to know that I don't know everything. In our simpler days, it was good enough. But now, for the first time since I was a little girl proper, I am so scared. I am so confused. I am so confused and I don't know what to do. And the frustration is, for a few days there, I really felt so good. For the first time in maybe forever, I was so sure that just this once, things were going to be okay. Okay, so getting into six, David gets introduced, who is a mutant uh, that you find out can control cars. I think that later gets just turned into like any sort of vehicle. I would assume. I assumed it was just like general machinery, but yeah. yeah but like you, that's you mainly very specific. See it, if it's, if it's yeah. just cars, there's no. What if it was just smart cars? Because his girlfriend <laughs> drives a smart car. Well, there's no like no way to really explain why it would be vehicles that you just control instead of like electronics or. Like, does he just control motors? Can he make like a lawnmower run? They're looking or? for niches. They're they're <laughs> looking to like make powers that are real specific now. But like, it's just there's no way that you can explain away that one to me. It's like when you want a character to he teleport, just controls cars, and you and you're like, okay, well, how is this one going to do it? Well, they're going to bamf. How's this one going to do it? Well, they're going to make a door. How's this one going to do it? it uh, like weird circles. I like your pitch meeting idea of that because you know somebody was there and like, what the fuck does Banff mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a thing we make up. It, it involves smoke and like demons a, and stuff. Yeah. It's going to poof. It's going to smell bad. It's going to poof and smell bad, but in a different spot, and then they'll be there. <laughs> I, I feel like it is more than just cars, but all we see is cars. So. It, it wouldn't make sense. I agree with you. Yeah. To just be cars. That's weird. Also, I like the idea that they started with Poof, and Poof just didn't have the right ring to it. And they went with Bamf afterwards. <laughs> Bamf does sound better. Yeah. Yeah. Not as good as Poink. Like, they focus yeah, group. Poink's, well, Poink is the new Bamf. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, he gets introduced, though, like, his girlfriend's inter- uh, is breaking up with him. He saw it in a text, and he's like, hey, you're just going to leave and not, like, talk to me anymore and tell me we were breaking up? He's like, well, I did tell you. I was trying to be nice, and you wouldn't have noticed anyway. And so she... Gets in her smart car and drives off, and he's like, can you just get back here? And then, like, his power activates, and her car just speeds backwards, and he's like, great, we could talk. And she's freaked the fuck out because she didn't do that, and he has no idea because he thinks that she just backed up to talk to him. And she speeds off again, so now he's reasonably confused because he's like, wait, I thought you just came back here to talk to me. And you're speeding off. He's like, hey, what's going on? Stop. Yeah, and, and his so he's like, you're teasing me. Yeah. Like, what so, the fuck? So she then does stop, but she almost goes through her fucking windshield. And she's like, what the fuck? And then it comes, goes back to him again. And she freaks the fuck out. And he has no idea why she's freaking out. Because he's like, are you going to talk to me or not? What are you doing with this whole back and forth? And he's like, can you just get your car off my lawn? I don't, and which is the like a weird place to, yeah. when like he's trying to convince her to stay and that they broke up. And he's like... Like, hey, like, we went through a lot. I can change. By the way, get the car off my fucking lawn. And, like, I, you know, I'm a good person. <laughs> I don't even think it was like that. I think it's like, 
he's he's trying to figure out why the relationship's going bad, right? So they're he's trying to talk. She's freaked out, so she's escalating it into an argument. So then suddenly he's escalating, but he has nothing really to escalate to other than why the fuck is your car on my lawn? <laughs> it was extra weird because the car is not on the lawn. <laughs> yeah, I have to point that out. It is in the driveway where it was in the beginning. And he says, get the car off my lawn. It is straight. <laughs> it is not on the lawn. They show it parked in the driveway. <laughs> and it pulls off into the street. So the car didn't even obey him. <laughs> yeah, so they're, they're both kind of freaked out by that. And then he's like, he jumps right to, like, uh, I'm a mutant. And she's like, don't say that. Heresy. Yeah, because yeah. she's, like, politically correct. Because uh, being called, like, uh, saying someone's a like, Alex, uh, it's an M word. Yeah, exactly. And he's like... That's stupid. And I love that part because, like, basically Bendis is like, yeah, whatever that other writer is writing about this, it's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Don't say the M word and, yeah. Which, uh... It was Remender, right? Uh, I don't remember who was writing Avengers. But we should do that at some point. Uh, like, read that. that monologue. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I thought you were talking about the series and I was like, I pitched that. No. 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 No, 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 no. Just that speech. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, it goes back to, uh, Limbo, and it is revealed that it's Dormammu, and then he takes, uh, like, Ilyana kind of prisoner, he starts holding her hostage, which I thought was weird, because she just beat the shit out of him. Yeah, that was weird. I, I like the, uh, the introduction page for everybody when they show everyone in Limbo, because uh-huh. it says Celeste Cuckoo, Stepford Sister, part of Sister Telepathic Hive Mind, Irma Mindy Cuckoo, ditto. Phoebe Cuckoo, same. And then it goes to, like, uh, Angel, he's displaced original X-Men. Tempest, New Mutant, creates time bubbles. And then Fabio, it says, New Mutant projects gold balls out of his body, trying really hard to stop the mutant name gold balls from sticking. Yeah. You got his wish. Because now it's egg. <laughs> How dare you bring that up to me? <laughs> How dare you? We got to give him some meaning here, man. Got to cement gold balls in the, I mean, egg in the mutant history. So yeah, he Dor- was already cemented. Deadpool <laughs> proves it in a couple weeks from now when we cover Children of the Atom or Dor- Battle of the Atom. Yep, yep. Uh, Dormammu anyway is like, look, I can't beat you, Oyana, but apparently I can hold you prisoner. But uh, to punish you for wrecking Limbo, which I care about all of a sudden uh, for some unknown reason, because he wants it. Well, he wants to go back. <laughs> He's like, you were playing with it, so that means I wanted Limbo. You weren't taking care of your toys right, and I want them. Yeah, well, he's he's mad about that. And he's like, well, because of that, I'm going to now kill all your friends in front of you. Real, I, I don't know. Like, it just feels like there's no real reason for any of this other than to make like a really serious bad guy do a thing that like villain bad guys do. And yeah. Just like trying to kill the heroes. It's not really explained. Specifically. And they actually, which I do like, because when Magic's talking to Doctor Strange later, it is explained that they don't even know why he's wanted. Yeah. yeah. At least she basically calls him a bitch, and Doctor Strange's like, yeah, I can't argue with you there. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's not like there's a meaning that we don't know. She says herself, I don't know what, what he's doing there. Yeah. So they're attacking, and of course all the students are freaking out. And this is weird because it's definitely Emma telling the, the girls to take away their fear and give them all courage so they can make it through this. But it looks as though it's one of the, the sisters yeah, talking th- to Emma. They drew, Telling Emma to do it 
And it's like, Emma can't do it. She has no tele- uh, telepathy. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Well, to me, they drew all, Emma and all three of the cuckoos, like, pretty similarly. They did the face. Emma's wearing, obviously, her suit. Like, at one point, yeah. like, the, the panel I'm talking about specifically uh, also, is Emma. It's, like, uh, over the shoulder of Emma. And you can see the X on her shoulder. So it's definitely Emma Frost that one of the cuckoos is talking to. Except the cuckoo, like the the, the dialogue bubble that's explaining what they want the cuckoos to do is coming from the the sister and not from Emma. Oh, And the agreement right. is coming from Emma. They messed up. Yeah. So it was like a really confusing. I was like, oh, they meant this to be backwards. Yeah. Also, I didn't know that the cuckoos could go diamond yet. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, that was another weird thing. Which... I, I've never seen them cool go diamond. Which I, I've never seen. I, I assume that eventually they would be able to, because I mean they're Emma Frost. Yeah, yeah. they're basically but just Emma Frost. It was kind of explained though that uh, what's her name, Cassandra Nova, made that possible, right? Uh, when was In that? New X Men. Oh, uh, wasn't she responsible for secondary mutations? I don't. It, or at least a couple secondary. She gave. Yeah. Well, I think that was something that was in. Uh, fuck Whedon. Whedon oh. wrote that during that time, Cassandra Nova. Yeah. Introduce secondary mutations, and that's how Emma Frost survived Genosha. Yeah, uh, I'm seeing that panel right here that you were talking about, and I think it's just um, the the lettering being mistaken. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah I it, think it, they, they I mess mean, up the bubbles. And it is like in diamond form. They drew yeah. her in diamond form, but yeah, it's uh, one of the cuckoos at being Emma Frost talking to Emma Frost, who is one of the cuckoos. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. Switch those around. But yeah, because if they have diamond form, if you think about it, uh, they should be doing more because they're super powerful. Like, they should be on more teams and kicking more ass. You'd think. Or at least it, it explains how they can be on the battlefield and not get brutally beaten the fuck up. It's just apparently off-panel that they're turning into diamond and then they're yeah. going back to normal. But they're almost never on the battlefield. They're always, yeah. like, background characters. Which, if they have diamond form, they should be doing more. That would be cool if they actually split them up so that there was a psychic on multiple teams and then it was more of a thing when they got together to become a hive mind. To be super powerful. Yeah. I mean, they kind of did that in uh, Age of X uh, where they like they split Man. up the cuckoos. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to do that every time. It's shorthand. It's not wrong. No, 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 no. It's not that it's wrong. It's that there already I know is there an, age, is of an age of X. But obviously, you should which like, we'll get to. You should know what I'm talking. about. I know what you're talking about. Our audience is what I'm thinking of. Yes, go read books. <laughs> but yeah, I do like the fact though that they kind of need to be together. It's like a thing. They get all bothered. Hot I mean, bothered. <laughs> I get that. Like I. I just see both sides of it. Like, it would be cool if also, like, because they were doing trying to do that whole thing where they were becoming more individualistic anyway. Yeah. So if they had, like, baser psychic powers, if they were on individual teams, but you got to see them do more with, like, their diamond form and actually participate as a member of the, the group, and then you'd have these moments where if they needed a really strong psychic presence, they'd get together to become yeah. the hive mind that would, you know topple Xavier. Well, Marvel's also kind of made it a point to show that every time a cuckoo kind of acts independently, they end up dying. Like falling off a cliff? Or mind exploding into Cerebro. They're all oh, sorry, I confused them with the Dodo for a second. Okay. <laughs> isn't that a bird? Yeah. The, the cuckoo thing? Like, isn't that... Cuckoos are birds, too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still confused about the Irma-Mindy thing. Uh, that her name is Irma, but she goes by Mindy? I think her name's Mindy, but she goes by Irma. Okay. And one of those. <laughs> so, but like, I don't why? care. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it was a mess up. Somebody accidentally called her Irma. And yeah. Now 
they're yeah. screwed. Like they it got confused somewhere along the line like early on and now they're just stuck with it. Yeah, with both. Yeah. One of the two. Uh so they give the courage that the other X Men need to fight the mindless ones and stuff, so it becomes more of a not necessarily a fair fight, but they're at least fighting now instead of freaking the fuck out. Yeah, because Fabio just... was all like, I wanna go home, I wanna go home, I wanna go home and because they've never trained, never been in a fight, so they're all freaking out. They're yeah. in limbo, facing demons. Yeah, and I think, because Scott gets hit in the head again by a gold ball. Yeah. Like, he's forever getting concussed by balls of gold. His head just attracts balls. <laughs> yeah, and, that, and that's when they're like, okay, well, we got to stop them from freaking the fuck out. And then, surprisingly, his aim is pretty great, because Scott shoots Dormammu with his optic blast. Uh, Dormammu's pretty big. Yeah, well... First of all, it did something, so that was cool, that yeah. they were like, oh, that really hurt him, but then Scott was kind of drained by it, which is weird, because Magneto's just like, well, he can't do that again, or he, him or Emma Frost. It's kind of like once you shoot your shot, you got to take a rest afterwards. Yeah, you got to, at least three to five minutes to recharge. Yeah. Yeah, well. Even then, it's not going to be the same strength as the first one. But I mean, every time he started using his optic blast afterwards... You know, he's he's yelling at them to get down, and he's not hitting any of his own teammates, and you'd think he'd yeah. do that. because so, Ileana was right in front of him. Cyclops, like, fingers Dormammu for three to five minutes before he <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I hope he doesn't notice. <laughs> so, it's a... Uh, I think it was one panel where he does come close to hitting one of the cuckoos. I think he did hit the cuckoo. Okay. Because that's what... Because that was weird. It was drawn weird because like, it looked like she was yelling, but I couldn't tell why she was yelling. And I couldn't tell if the optic blast hit her or not. Yeah, it looked like it hit the top of her head, and that's why she screamed. Okay. Well, then that makes more sense. Because even, like, because before that, he yells at uh, Emma and Ava to get down. And Ava's like, oh, wow, that's so cool. Yeah, she keeps getting, like, all astonished by his powers, which is fine for the first time, but she literally did it twice. Yeah, like how dare already, she? already saw him. She's still like, wow. <laughs> yeah, I like that Magneto's like secret go-to weapon is just like a bunch of fucking nails. Yeah, because I think even Emma is like, really? Nails? Or whatever? Yeah. Like, she's constantly kind of giving him shit about how his powers are weaker, and so he has to improvise. Because she did that early on. Well, I, I kind of understand her on that, because the nails aren't really long enough to, like, damage them, really, in any way. Yeah, but, I mean, it's Magneto. Come on now. I mean, to make them feel pain, but they're mindless ones. They're not going to, like, ah, oh, fuck, that hurt. I should stop. Stabbed by a nail? It fucking sucks. Yeah, I've got, got a brain. A nail. It's terrible. Probably bringing them back and forth. Yeah. yeah. In and out. In and out. <laughs> <laughs> but still, like, do the mindless ones feel he doesn't pain even, stop to even like, no. in, in any, like, uh, logical way? Do they just probably not be pushed back? Because they are ultimately beating the shit out of the X-Men. And plus, he had to have something because there's no metal there. So, uh, and now also while this is happening, Shields actually investigating the Sentinels. So they go to the site where, like, because early on when Magneto's like, "Did you guys hear about what happened?" And was it San Diego or San Francisco? Uh, the gold balls thing, and they're like, "No, what happened there?" It's like fucking your shield. You didn't know a fuck ton of Sentinels attacked a major city. <laughs> Like, isn't your thing intelligence? <laughs> like, because you sound pretty dumb. So, like, they're finally there looking at the Sentinels, and that's when she's all, like, like, so we're sure these aren't us. Like, we, we know that for a fact. And then she decides that they need some sort of uh, representation that, like, 
they need a mutant operative to work for them on behalf of like both mutant like so that they have better mutant relations and all that shit. Yeah, cuz they don't uh, trust Magneto anymore for some reason. Uh, Just because they sent the Avengers there and the Avengers got whooped. So exactly. that means they don't trust Magneto. I mean yeah. there there's also like this small sense with Maria Hill where she's like she's trying to make sure that she herself is not being judgmental for them being mutants. Like she there's a part of her that's like Maybe Cyclops has a point with something like with how mutants are treating, and I wouldn't see it, so we need to bring in a mutant so that they could see that part of it. Yeah, but also still thinks everything he's doing is criminal acts, and so treating all mutants fairly includes incarcerating this mutant who's being a terrorist or whatever. Yeah, they're like going extra lengths to try to make her seem like she's not a bad guy. She's not yeah. being judgmental. She's saying, I'm she's like I'm right in the middle. Treat them exactly how any other person would be. Which Magneto sets this. that tone, actually, because. Early on, when he's uh, having that conversation with Maria, before you know it's Magneto, when he's just the man of mystery, he uh, is saying, like, I'm, I'm, I've come to you because you have no dog in this fight. Like, you're a third party. You're not an Avenger. You're not an X-Man. You're, you're just supposed to be for world peace, quote-unquote. So we got to figure that out. And so I'm trying to trust you, and hopefully you trust me, although he doesn't actually trust them at all. And they don't trust him. No, because that, like you said, like uh, when the, when she brings up that they need a mutant operative, uh, was it Coulson? Is like Son Magneto, and she's like, "Fuck no, yeah, not he Magneto." Came to us. She's like, "Yeah, exactly." Yeah, so she's already not trusting Magneto, like you said. Yeah, I mean, his plan didn't work at all because he's like, "If I give Shield a little bit of information, they'll trust me," and then like they're like they were prepared for the Avengers to be there pretty easily, like. But again, they weren't. No, no, they weren't. They but just the fact reacted. that Cyclops was able to beat them without lifting a finger made her think that, like, oh, they were prepared for this. So it kind of backfired on Magneto a little bit because it gave him away. It well, gave him both the way, yeah. right? It showed that Maria was going to run to the Avengers the first chance she got, which she did. And then it showed, frankly, how powerful Ava is and then how uh, opportunistic Cyclops is. Yeah, <laughs> he will run with anything. He's and, like, I could turn lemonade into. <laughs> so uh, you see that Shield's doing that, and ultimately, like she's she's having a, an interview with a mutant to see if they the would... reveal Justin. It's your, it's one of your favorites. Oh yeah, I was actually surprised though. I mean, I read it, but I was surprised still, like for the first time, because it's Dazzler. Everyone, that's their Shield operative, but it's kind of weird that they would pick Dazzler, like. She's a weird pick. Anybody else? I don't know. It doesn't make sense. It seemed like they picked Dazzler just because she would be the most like excited to be able to call herself a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. Well, a weird thing that happens, though, is it seems like Marvel, during this time, is trying to integrate the mutants into the authority sectors of their universe. Not right? only that, they're, they're trying to... Because this is at the point where Marvel's trying to get rid of the X-Men being a thing. So I, at this point, it doesn't feel like it. Th yeah, this is This like, is actually pretty good storytelling. No, this is good storytelling because my, Brian Michael Bendis is writing it. But it's obviously like they're shaming the name of Cyclops or at least trying to. And they're sending mutants off everywhere. Almost like a, a wholesale. Like what team gets a mutant so that we... Because remember they were trying to... After I, this point, they were trying to relocate the X-Men onto the moon. I see what you're saying. But, like, Kitty goes with uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy yeah, uh, right around yeah, this time. I, I see what you're saying. Because I always think of it as right after Secret War. 
it, get, it becomes garbage. Yeah, I think I don't. I wouldn't say it becomes garbage, but that's when they start crapping on the X Men. I take it as the opposite. Like they're boosting them up right now by putting them on other teams. It's making them worth more instead of being in their own little part of the universe. They're spreading out. See, I feel like they're just trying stuff. to because they want to keep the characters the same, but they don't want to make any more stories for Fox. So I feel like they're. But they pushing still, other characters out to integrate into other teams. But they still had like 10 books, though. Well, then it was a really long and methodical process because, I mean, they fucked up by getting Bendis to do the story if they were trying to make it less interesting. And, well, because think about what happens uh, What happens a couple months after this story right here happens. They kill off Wolverine. Thank God. Fair enough, actually. Yeah, I, I, I see your point. So at the same time, they're, they're trying to turn Cyclops into, into yeah. a bad guy and kill off Wolverine. Yeah. I see your point. It's just it, the storytelling during this time is still so good yeah. that it doesn't even seem like that's the case. And I think that's like just... Like, in retrospect, that's you can all see that's is. the moving. Yeah. I, I can't, like they would have lowered the books if they were trying to stop giving Fox, you know, stories. Well, because they were still selling. Well, because I, I don't know how much, how valid that whole thing even is, though, about them trying to stop Fox, because Fox could still pull from any story, couldn't they? Like, yeah, there were still so enough. many fucking arcs in the X-Men. Yeah, but uh, How is, one of like, the things a that Marvel, a year gonna matter? Marvel said that they they wouldn't want to create stories for their competition to, like, use anymore. Yeah, I get that they said that. That's why they stopped creating... Like, right after this... I mean, they, they introduce a bunch of new mutants, and then they stop creating them all over again. For assumably no reason, really, outside of that. I mean, oh, there's supposed to be a bunch of mutants back, but after this, they don't really create any more mutants. Yeah. Characters that should have been mutants end up being in humans, like uh, like Ms. Marvel. That's when I think they started crapping on them. Is I mean... During the Inhuman era, where they, they were definitely humans. Yeah, they definitely that's what I mean. That's, crapping on that's them. what happens right after uh, Secret War. This is the Inhuman era. Um, but anyway, my point being, it was it's interesting that they keep making this push for different mutants to become part of the structures of authority in the Marvel Universe... Only then for those mutants to decide, fuck this, it's garbage. Like, uh, Alex goes bad on Cap and the Avengers. Oh, that was due to Axis. No, no, during it, before Axis. I don't mean he he goes bad as in he becomes evil. Oh, like okay. he he's literally like fed up with them because Cap's a micromanaging, non-trusting, lying asshole. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's like you technically a Nazi. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> And also Dazzler. Dazzler goes kind of punk after this. She she gives up this whole thing, too. She ends up getting her own book, doesn't she? Like at, after this, no. Where she's uh, punkish. She doesn't get her own book. She was I think in A Force maybe. She's in Deadpool. Not could have swore she got. It was even if it was just like a one shot. I could have swore she got something. Right right after this is when she's uh, she might have got the Dazzler Vampire Hunter with Deadpool. Again, but that was such past. a great fucking concept yeah. which technically we can cover that yeah. sure <laughs> so anyway that was the big reveal on six is that dazzler is going to become a agent of shield and uh seven it opens with magic talking to dr strange but it's not the dr strange you know of this era because he is wearing the old ass it's a strange uniform strange. yeah well it's a uh, it's a more familiar strange oddly enough because the current strange is the one that's in the all black with the weird like uh pitchfork looking uh red yeah Lines on his clothes. Um, so she's... This seems like it's him from, uh, like, the 80s or 90s. Yeah. Like, in when he didn't have his own book, but he was, like, the Defenders. Yeah. <clears throat> well, his basically his classic look. 
Yeah. How he looks at the end of, uh, what was it, the Thor movie? No, he still had the same costume in Thor. He just had gloves. That was the only difference. Right. But, I mean, because those gloves are part of it. The the, the weird cheetah print looking. <laughs> they were, leopard print. They were more like yeah. gardening gloves. <laughs> so, uh... But anyway, it opens with Magic asking Doctor Strange for help and kind of explaining who she is and him being a little confused and why she's coming to him and not, you know, yeah. the X-Men or someone else and and all that stuff. Uh, and he doesn't know who she is. No, but she... Exactly. He doesn't know who she is specifically, but she uh, rec- he recognizes yeah. the name Rasputin as Colossus from the X-Men. Yeah. And he asks her, he's like, are you new? Like, I didn't know Colossus had a sister. You must yeah. be new. So she starts describing... What was going on in Limbo? He uh, he sounds like a total douchebag uh, while he's talking to her because the last thing he says is like, he's like, yeah, I'll help you. Just start at the beginning. The doctor is in. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. Doctor Strange kind of is a douchebag. Hey, you take that back. He kind of is. No, he definitely is. I wouldn't say kind of. Hey, <laughs> I like Doctor Strange. Yeah, it's part of his personality. Oh, yeah. but like, well, he was a douchebag before he broke his hands. He, he still has that in him after he breaks his hands. Well, because he's a doctor. He was a douche in uh, Captain Marvel. He's still, out of all the doctors, he's the best one. He was a douche in AVX. Also, yeah, but he was the least douchey one on the Avengers. No, that's Spider-Man. Black Panther. Spider-Man. But they also sent, Spider- <laughs> sent Spider-Man to China. <laughs> it's Spider-Man, then Black Panther, then, uh, oddly enough, Mr. Fantastic. Then Doctor Strange. But Mr. Fantastic isn't an adventure. No, but, like, you know, they're, they're And his son's a mutant. He's one of the good ones? That's how he thinks about it. Uh, so... I mean, in in the Chip Zdarsky's uh, X-Men and Fantastic Four, he's kind of, like... They're, they're at least painting him to be, like, hopeful that his son stops being a mutant, so... <laughs> So uh, goes to church. yeah, that's that's yeah. fucking weird. Huh? <laughs> they they do. There's a bunch of different characters in this that are like, oh, it's my fault. We didn't go to church enough, and that's why you're a mutant. Dude, yeah. I know. Uh, so magic is telling him about how the battle was going, uh, and how it started to turn for the worst as like the mindless ones were overtaking them, and how it kept getting brought up though that like she was absorbing limbo. That like that's why Dormammu's mad and why Limbo's all fucked up because she's breaking Limbo because her powers are broken, and uh, she decides, oh, well that's how I fucking win. I'll just absorb Limbo. I'll just I'll, I'll keep doing it. Yeah, I love how I love anytime they try to make Gold Balls like badass <laughs> because it never looks right. But, like, sometimes it's super cool. But he's standing there with his arms out, like, pointing the fuck out of all yeah. the mindless ones. Um, and so there's this kind of cool uh, splash page where uh, the panels are all, like, broken up around almost like a metal Brady Bunch style. Where Ilyana's in the center being held prisoner by uh, Dormammu. And you see the X-Men are all fighting in panels around her. And, like, one of the cuckoos is freaking out because Benjamin's hurt and, like, he's not responding. And you're seeing it, it, like, it's all just going south for them. And that's, like, the moment she decides to absorb all of Limbo. And uh, then she teleports all the X-Men as close to the new Xavier school as possible. Um, And then from there, you know, uh, they're panicking again because of Benjamin. 
and uh, triage, like, they're like, hey, f- come heal him. And he's like, I don't know if I can heal him. And like, you're f- they're fucking heal guy. Fucking heal him. Yeah, he doesn't want to do the one thing he's there for. Yeah. Uh, so he puts his hands on him, and then he's healed, and he's like, oh, shit, that worked. Yeah. It's like, like yeah, it, it was like your thing. Yeah, it's worked before, you know? You've done that. <laughs> it's your power. Like, that was how he was introduced, that he saved, like, he brought someone basically back to life. Yeah. And then he's like, I've only ever, like, healed cuts and bruises. It's like, no, you liar. Uh, uh, also, while, when they're having the huge battle, uh, Benjamin, is, like, because everybody is, like, infused with more bravery, but he's just, like, his face is just turning into one of the cuckoos. <laughs> like, he's his power is so, like, useless in a yeah. fighting capacity that all he can do is just, like, I look like you guys. <laughs> yeah. There's already four of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when uh, Cyclops uses that power and... Ava's like, wow, Emma's giving her a dirty look again. Yeah. <laughs> right next to her, just giving her a salty-ass look. It's like, you don't get to keep being amazed, motherfucker. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so, uh, and this part was fucking amazing, though, was after Ilyana absorbs all of Limbo and it's just a dark space, and she's walking to Dormammu, and Dormammu's, like, withered, and he's little, and his <laughs> flame has gone to a little, like, blue... Like candle flicker, and he starts begging for his life. Like, look, hey, we can work this out. He's got his we can hands come to together, an agreement. Like, yeah. literally begging. And she pulls her sword back, and then it's implied that she kills him, but obviously she doesn't. Yeah, she doesn't know how to. Yeah, but probably banishes him from that space, which was dope. And yeah, lots of shitting on Dormammu. <laughs> lots of like, because he's a base creature who knows nothing, and you know, and uh, I feel like it wasn't shitting on him. It was kind of like understanding. Well, kind of shitting on him in the sense that Dormammu yeah, would like to believe he's more, she's right? She's kind of saying like he's an animal. Yeah, and like, that he's nothing. He's 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 just an animal. And, uh, yeah, Doctor Strange is being like, you got me there. I agree. I agree. I like uh, when Benjamin gets healed, the first thing he says is, are we there yet? Yeah. <laughs> like he's been on a long car trip or something. <laughs> and, of course, Fabio, having freaked the fuck out the entire time, is like, I just want to go home, guys. Take me home. I don't want to be here. This artist is funny because Fabio, when he's saying that, he looks like he has an adult face on a kid's body. Yeah. <laughs> it's like an old, like, 30-year-old man's face. They do that with Angel a lot in this, too, where he looks like he looks like Mr. Fantastic on, a, like, a yeah. winged child's body. Yeah, I, I'm not a fan of how... Like, this artist is really good at drawing women, and then when, he draw, when they draw men, I don't know. Yeah. There's something about but, They all look like they're 45. I was about to say, he could draw older men, because Doctor Strange looks fucking spot on. Yeah. Uh, and so, Magic is, t- again, talking to Doctor Strange, because she brings up how he's an Avenger and stuff, and he's like, I'm going to be an Avenger, because I'm not yeah, fucking like, like, I, I don't see how I would ever do that. Yeah. <laughs> and that's when he, like, he makes the connection, like, you said time and space, you can c- teleport between time and space, so you're from a different time than this. Yeah. Ha ha. He gets all Columbo on her. Yeah, which, is which kind I of thought cool, was pretty is, obvious. We've never seen her do that, though. Yeah. You like, hear, like, TARDIS noises coming in. And then he's like, wait, so you're telling me you have all of Limbo inside of you right now? That's pretty fucking sick. <laughs> he's like, oh, <laughs> sick, bro. He's like, that's fucking metal. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, yeah, I help you. That's my job. It's my thing. You gotta thank me. Uh, so just pay me. <laughs> like doctors are supposed to make just a lot. Real quick though, uh, who is your healthcare provider? <laughs> it's like uh, turns out insurance doesn't cover fucking interdimensional <laughs> time and space travel, fucking, so you don't really have insurance here. Fucking Wong shows up instead of like the two 
things of tea he brings. He comes with the fucking uh, rolling monitor thing at the hospitals <laughs> to take all our information. Technically, you're 16 right now, so I'm going to need your parents or guardian to sign off on me treating you. Which shouldn't be a problem because you can go back in time when they were alive, right? <laughs> Please get you go get your brother. You guys are cool right now, right? And I guess this she comes back right away after Doctor Strange because in issue eight she's there to teleport them around. So it never actually showed her like not being there. Yeah, with them. So I mean, which I guess you can get away with because it's time, time travel, time in yeah. relative dimension and space. Mm-hmm. Because I think this is something that reoccurs throughout the series is that she keeps going to meet with Doctor Strange. Or at least it's brought up that she's been doing that. Yeah. So she's not even doing it all at once. Uh, so Emma and Scott take Fabio home. They get there and he's all like, I'm so sorry, guys, that I was a failure. And they're like, yeah, you're not a failure, bud. You know, some people just aren't cut out for being a superhero. And Emma's like, yeah, just uh, you owe it to the world to make it a better place with your powers than you found it. Isn't it weird, though, that out of all the new mutants, he's the only one with an offensive power? Uh, arguably offensive, yeah. Well, all the other ones are defensive, disguising, healing, and uh, well, stopping the time. Well, the time could also be offensive. That's very offensive. It can be used <laughs> offensively, but they things make them like so late. Things like stopping time and like phasing through stuff, even though they're used offensively, are considered defensive powers. Sure, but what are making eggs? It's projectiles. Well, if you make the egg a projectile. He does. He's hit Cyclops <laughs> in the head three times already. I mean, it also just like... I don't know, stopping time seems making pretty eggs. offensive to me. You're offended by that? Yeah. You use snowflake? I guess. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, don't melt in limbo. They, they're basically like, all right, piss off. And they teleport away. They did not. They, they were nice. They were nice about it. They were like, you want us to meet your parents? <laughs> no, oh, yeah. No, that's right. I feel like they messed up there, too, because I think uh, that was supposed to be Emma saying it, but it was Scott saying it. And just the wording that he was used, I was like, Scott wouldn't say that. I think he called him like little buddy or something like that. It was like, <laughs> uh, something's going on here. <laughs> I think he was just trying really hard to be nice because they still do barely know these kids and they just dragged them all the hell. Oh, he said when parents first discover their little one is a mutant. Yeah. I was like, uh,. Would he? Would he say that? Yeah, kind. I can see it. I can see it. Because like Fabio is not necessarily a kid, but sure, I yeah. can see his. I mean, parents think you know. But Cyclops's son is fifty six, and he still considers him a little one. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like but my yeah, no, seventy two years old. You're right. He does offer to walk him to his to his door, and he's like, they'd probably be more freaked out if you did it, and then they just leave. But I just mean like it's so quick that it it feels like that. Like, they're like, okay, you want to go home? Bam, you're home. Bam, and we're back. Like, it's actually bam. Yeah, because they do tell them, like, oh, you guys are back quick. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, well, you know. Jack Buff around the corner. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we didn't even go the whole way. <laughs> Which I like, I kind of liked it. The the whole, like, Ilyana party of two. Like, with the little dialogue thing to, to yeah. pick them up and take magic them back. Bus. Yeah, magic bus. And when he gets back, one of the other students starts shitting on him and... Didn't shit on him. Just didn't know his name, Benjamin. Is that what it was? Because I, I he thought they were says, like, I will. She says, "Don't make fun of him." He says, "I wasn't. I'm not good with names." Yeah, only faces. <laughs> if it's because he's the, the guy three, who turns into faces. Same faces. Yeah. No, it's uh. No, it's Benjamin. Benjamin's the one who changes yeah, his face. Benjamin, who said. So it's kind of funny. He's not good with <laughs> names, but it, it was right below uh, triage. So oh, I thought okay. it was triage. You said it. Uh, 
Yeah, so anyway, that happens. But then Scott kind of does shit on him where he's like, yeah, he was just, I mean, some people are just cowards, you know? You can't expect <laughs> him to. <laughs> you can't expect him to be about this life. Because sometimes they're not. But you also see that S.H.I.E.L.D. was spying on uh yeah. Also saying that Fabio's to a room house. full of people that probably aren't cut out for being X-Men. Exactly. Because uh, that was one of the things. It's like, hey, so speaking of not cut out, you guys didn't look quite so cut out to, yeah, to be X-Men <laughs> while we were in hell, basically. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, we know. Our powers are broke. We all got to train. I think we've said this, this. I think this is the fourth time we're saying this now in this book. <laughs> it's just like they trained once. On accident. Yeah, they've never really gotten uh, the chance to. Well, I mean, even the older X-Men, though, like, they all keep bringing up that, like, we got to train, we got to train, we got to train and fix our powers. And, like, this is the one book where you finally kind of see that take place. Which they probably were going to train, but then, hey, limbo. Yeah. They, they weren't really planning on that. Yeah, shit just keeps happening. I mean, it's kind of weird that right now the uh, Stepford Cuckoos are kind of the most powerful. Yeah. They're the only ones who can control their power. I mean, technically, it's Ilyana, but she could kill anybody. Yet. Which is <laughs> like funny. Like, accident. It's funny, because considering what we just said about uh, Angel, that the X-Men have only been X-Men for three weeks, and his he is even like, dude, you look worse than, like, younger you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're worse than what you used to be, man. What's going on? And you just started. And, yeah. <laughs> Although, it is so weird to me that, like... Cyclops' whole thing is that he can't control his Optiblast. So how do you, like, it's still just a weird concept that his power gets broken and he can't control it and he's bummed out about that. It's like, you never could. It just doesn't just go got, straight anymore. Yeah. It goes anywhere. The, the geometry part is broken. He can still blast oh. the same amount. It's the geometry he's fucking <laughs> up. And it's like bouncing off air particles. Oh, man. I mean, yeah, because you see how it's drawn. It's no longer a straight beam. It just goes wherever. But yeah, it's havoc. You gotta wonder, like, how, do, how can he possibly control that right like because it was always just a force that shot out of his face his visor he could like tighten it up and stuff but that was him using an external tool to calibrate it so you would think he would just need to do the same thing and just find a different way to do that but the force is still the force coming out of his face you would think with the visor he should still be able to control it yeah but yeah because i mean when he takes the visor off it still seems like it would be kind of shapely I mean, I guess technically because his eyes are just like a portal uh, to the punch dimension, if they're the portal that it's feeding into gets opened up bigger, he's shooting out more. So he could just be shooting out more energy, which is why it's draining him anytime he does anything. Yeah, I I don't know. I just think it's weird because there are other times later where he goes to use his optic blast and nothing comes out. Oh, that sucks when that happens. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so it goes to uh, David and his ex, but current intrigued person, like his ex girlfriend, but current person who's like interested in seeing him do weird mutant things. They're at a, a Rex movie theater, mm-hmm. and he's turning all the cars in the parking lot on and then he's turning them off and he's making them like all honk the horns and turning them off and then two police officers freak the fuck out like they just go hard fast and his girlfriend who was just all like 
you don't know that you're a mutant and you shouldn't be saying the M word and because that's racist and stuff. Suddenly is like it was all him. He's a mutant. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I know nothing <laughs> about. Just sells him out so fucking fast. And he's like, fucking hey, they wouldn't have known that. So that was pretty fucked up. And then uh, it, it sort of escalates, and then he they just start shooting him. Yeah, <laughs> for like no reason. Well, he tries to run. Yeah. And yeah, just get shot. Well, away. he makes their car drive away. Oh, that's right. So they're and like, he's like, go get the car. Like, <laughs> witch! <he knows> what. <laughs> it's a witch. <laughs> they fucking shoot him. That's right. Uh, and then Ilyana shows up with the cuckoos, and she's like, "All right, girls," because uh, they. Yeah. Try to make the police officers shoot each other, or at least like scare each other with the guns. Well, and she's like, "Just take the pain away from him, and we'll get him out of here." And uh, the cuckoos are like, "Oh, by the way, this one, she sold him out. She's a rat." Talking about the the ex. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty dope because the uh, the police officer, when he he's like talking shit after he shot that dude, he's like, "You mutants think you're so clever. You think you're above us. Let me tell you something." And magic shows up. Yes, please. I would love to hear this. Yeah. <laughs> tell us how clever we are. But I liked how like the the ex she first she flipped then she tried to flop back when after he David gets shot and then uh, the cuckoos just dismiss her like you don't really care you you kind of caused it you you sold him out yeah and she said you you sold oh uh, never mind I misread that because it, she says uh, she sold the boy out but I read it as you sold your boy out <laughs> <laughs> which I was like I don't I don't picture the cuckoos ever sounding like that. <laughs> You so, so, what the fuck? You sold your boy out. <laughs> so, yeah, Magic uh, rescues David. And then uh, it cuts to Magneto and Cyclops. They're kind of having a, a heart-to-heart where he's like, so you're, you're still mad, huh? Still mad that I, because speaking of selling out, <laughs> that, that, I, that I told uh, Marie Hill all about you and where you're going to be. And uh, he goes on to talk about how he would never put human affairs over mutant affairs and he would never allow anything to stand in the way of uh, mutants, like, gaining their own freedom and independence. And how the thing about people in power is that they'd uh, do anything to keep that power. And it was it's great because Scott, like, the dialogue, Scott... Yeah. He just lets a monologue to him. Yeah, he lets Magneto say all that. And then he sort of retorts with the exact same thing. But in reverse, like, yeah... Uh, I know you'll do whatever it takes for mutant kind to progress. What I have to worry about is do you think I'm in the way of that progression? And because the thing about people in power is they'll do anything to keep that power. So it is this nice little back and forth between the two of them. And Magneto's basically like, like, hey, fuck you, Scott. Like, I'm, I know you want somebody to come along and punish you because you still feel bad about what you did to Xavier. And I'm not gonna fill that role for you. Yeah, <laughs> Scott's just like, "Are you done?" Because something else I wanted to talk. So are, about. You, are you finished? Or are you done? He's like, "I don't want to go over that at all." <laughs> yeah. Oh well, I think you're jumping ahead a little bit because there was like a cool because he says that that he has to get over it himself. Like he's not gonna be the guy who punishes him to do that because then he tells him like, "Look, honestly, I got more faith in you than my own kids." Like, I want to see you crawl your way out of this hole that you're in. Well, one of his kids almost ended mutants. Yeah. And, uh, the well, other I know. It's a low bar. Has. It's a low bar. <laughs> and I think Cyclops realizes that because he kind of smiles. And he's like, really? <laughs> and then he's like, that's not what I called you. He's like, I, I expect more of you than my own children because they fuck each other. 
And uh, <laughs> well, that's a different universe. But <laughs> this universe, they probably do watch each other. <laughs> like it's still freaky. It, I still do not condone their actions. Lorna's all right though. We can give her a pass. Yeah, she's yeah. cool. Since she's the actual only child. Yeah, because they're now. No, yeah. At yeah. this point, no. Because they're uh, the wizard's kid, right? Wizard. Harry Potter. Yeah. No, wizard. Wizard. Okay. <laughs> Who the fuck's the wizard? Fast guy. Yeah, he's he's a character from like the forties who <sighs> was the uh, Marvel's like original like like speedster. Lame. Yeah, his name's the wizard. The wizard. Yeah. Horrible. He was in Jessica Jones. Yeah. Oh, the the fat dude who gets killed. Yeah, he yeah. dies right away. <laughs> but he, yeah, he's um one of the like uh, original characters when Marvel just like forgot about all the timely characters except for three. Oh, okay. So anyway, Scott's like, all right, but that's not what I wanted you here for. We got to train. We got to finally do the thing we've been saying we got to do. And he pulled like he shoots an optic blast and it goes all over the place. He's like, this is the best I got right now. And Mag like Magnet was like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> he didn't warn him or nothing. <laughs> Which is kind of a dick move because it could have shot behind him and yeah. fucked up Magneto. Also, like, I know I know that, like, Magneto's cape is designed to, like, go up like that. But in the setting that they're in right now, it looks like he's fucking freezing. He's like, all right, can we fucking train? This looks fucking cold. So it's this cool, like, all right, take a deep breath, clear your mind, repeat after me, I am mutant. Like, sort of like... A really stark juxtaposition to what is going on in the Avengers, uh, the Uncanny Avengers book, because it's really owning what they are. It's like, yeah. this is where the pride of being a mutant, like this, it all exists in this story, where like the other one is all about conforming. Like the, the path all the other mutants are taking is that of conformity. And this is the only book that's saying, hey, we are our thing, our own thing. Like, we, we are a people still. It's kind of like the Hickman stuff going on. Yeah. Pro-mutant. I mean, basically, Hickman, and I don't want it to sound like shitty, like he's just ripping off a bunch of people, but he he really is just reforming stuff that so many other writers have already done, and then kind of giving the credit to uh, Xavier and Magneto and uh, Moira, but basically all the stuff Scott did. I mean, technically, the whole point of the Hickman run is that they tried all the other things, so they're they're trying to do a better version of all of them now. So, I mean, I guess it makes sense to have all those different callbacks. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm just saying, like, it's it's a it's a rehash that's saying it's a rehash, so it doesn't really get, you know, uh, criticized as being a rehash. Well, right. it's my same problem I was telling you about that I had with the Jay and Silent Bob reboot, uh, yeah. where it was one of the movies where they just make a bunch of jokes about, like, oh, reboots just, they do their same jokes over again. And While they they're doing fine, the same but jokes yeah, over again. Yeah, they just yeah. do the same thing. So, uh... Anyway, it goes back to David after Magic brings him to the new Xavier school. <laughs> um, and then Triage gets all bitchy again because, of course, he does. Because he sucks as a character, frankly, and as a healer. Because they're like, hey, the guy's dying, heal him. And he's like, well, but blood's icky. I don't want to get by the, the thing. Can you clean him first before I get all, you know, blood on my hands to do the thing I'm supposed to do? Because that's my fucking power. Yeah, it's like every single time they bring someone to him, he has to be cleaned first. Yeah. Or, like, and he's so apprehensive, like, you've saved how many people's lives now? Like, from the brink of death. And, like, this guy just got gunshot wounds. He's not even freaking out. They took the pain away from him. He's just a dude, like, hey, uh, I think I'm dying. Because, like, uh, the way Bacalo illustrates is pretty cool. Uh, all the panels are black, and you just see the text. 
And then as he opens his eyes, Angel's there. Yeah, which how much would you be freaked, <laughs> freaked out? out? <laughs> yeah. The last thing you remember is getting shot in a parking lot. And then you wake up and, and fucking then, Angel's there. And then some random people's heads like end up hovering over him like, is he okay? Did it work? And he's he, like, he's oh my god, I died. Angel's like, why does he think he's dead? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is it the wings? Great. You fucking racist. <laughs> uh, and then it goes uh, to Fabio and his family where they're freaking out. Sort of, because they're like, oh my god, you're here, you're okay. And he's trying to explain to them, like, yeah, I'm a mutant, and the X-Men saved me. And they're like, nope, that's not what happened. You're definitely uh, wrong. Yeah, like, like where did he gotta, touch you? Show me on this doll where he touched me. <laughs> that was great, dude. His dad was like, did they touch you? Where did they um, touch you? <laughs> before we get to that, though, I want to point out the panel when they save. Oh, the <laughs> um, cuckoos? Yeah, like, cuckoos are like, welcome to the X-Men. Another one says, hope you survived the... And the last one's like, shut up. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, calls her like, cliche. Don't, yeah, don't be pulling that cliche bullshit. It's like, you're a cliche. <laughs> it's like, I'm well, a turn of you. You're <laughs> identical to me. So. <laughs> I mean, that kind of does make her a cliche, though, because they're just Emma Frost again and again and again. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's kind of played out at this point. I mean, that's why I had to start dropping some of them. But yeah, Fabio... Is, is, is trying to explain to them uh, what happened, and they're, like, freaking out because of everything that was on the TV and that the police said that he was a fugitive. And uh, out of nowhere, like, his sister seemed just interested. Like, she was just like, oh, like, Cyclops? Like, you were really with Cyclops? And She did, but then she did, like, she, a 180. Exactly. She just goes, because they're terrorist dogs. <laughs> like, yeah. what the fuck? Like, she freaks the fuck out. That, and she's like, yo, do you shoot those out of your butt? Yeah. Uh, it's like, I shoot them out of ed- everywhere. Do I shoot them out of my butt? No. Could I shoot them out of the, my butt? Yes. And also... Will I try it later? <laughs> yes. And, and also, I might I'm also going to shoot them into my butt. <laughs> I might have shot them out of the butt. I don't know. Like, if you shot out of everywhere. Pull a mystique. Shoot it and catch it. <laughs> I assume... I love how you're referencing something that... <laughs> yeah, no, we didn't record. <laughs> <laughs> if you're curious, that's uh, in reference to how Mystique may impregnate herself. We'll let you figure that out. <laughs> so, um, them freaking out causes Fabio to freak out, which causes him to explode gold balls everywhere, and they start shooting out of the house and everything. He crushes his father's ribs. Yeah. Who recovers pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Dazzler comes knocking at the door. Uh, and she's like, hey, how you doing? Couldn't help but notice those gold balls of yours. Yeah. Also, I couldn't help but notice that she kind of stole Mockingbird's suit. Yeah. And then she's just like, so where's uh, Scott Summers and the X-Men? Wanting to find out where they are. Which, why would he know? Because he was with them. Yeah, but he doesn't know where it is. They don't know that. He, but I mean, he doesn't know that. <laughs> like, he, like he, I know. he literally <laughs> can't tell them where they were. It's like, I don't know, there was snow? Uh, the new Xavier School. Fucking, yeah, we get that. We got that from the Jean Grey school. Oh, they, yeah, because they don't, they they didn't bring them in and were like, oh, yeah, this is the old Weapon X facility. Uh, just be prepared. Sometimes Wolverine gets drunk and wanders in. He wouldn't even know where the old <laughs> Weapon X facility is. Yeah. Like, But, I mean, if, if they told him it was the Weapon X facility, he wouldn't like know. Like, they supplied they him know. with a topographical map. I mean, he's going to say it was a bunker in the snow. It was Marvel Universe. Probably snow bunkers everywhere. That narrows it down a little bit. <laughs> At least it's not, not definitely not like a desert. Yeah, not in Florida. I mean, technically, yeah. it doesn't narrow it down anywhere if they know about the whole time and space thing. Yeah, true. Because technically, they could be just hiding in a different time. Which 
Uh, I guess not. I was going to say, why don't they? But that doesn't really help them. No, I was, I, yeah, I was just thinking that, like, if Magic could just teleport them all a day before to, Every like, night, an area, the but then, like, it would be super crowded with them constantly. Yeah. I guess space-time continuum, maybe she doesn't want to mess that up. Because I was thinking she could use her powers so much more, like, effectively, I guess. Yeah, but she's better than Beast. Yeah, she's not a idiot. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Everybody's better than Beast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but Magic's way better than Beast. True. <laughs> But that's the end of eight. This Dazzler is all like, I'm an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. She's feeling herself. Yeah. As an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. She's like, finally I get to be in a book. She's so happy whenever anybody asks her to do anything. Yeah. I'm like a souped up stormtrooper. She, she has a gun. Does she have experience firing guns? I've never seen her like hold guns. Yeah, finger guns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like Captain America. <laughs> pew, pew, oh, pew, yeah. pew, 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 pew. Shooting that hard light. She did it in, uh, what's it called? Is Age it of X-Men. Yeah, she turns sound into light, like, but the light she has a, a a density. She can shoot lasers because it hits people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, because I know that um, dagger from Cloak and Dagger throws like hard light. Yeah, they I do did. a lot with hard light. Yeah, like that's you... all of dangerous thing. It's just the danger room. Well, yeah, oh, yeah, hard light technology. Some... Yeah, weird. <laughs> this light is so hard. <laughs> so yeah, that was this run of part two of uh, Bendis's Uncanny X Men, and uh. We also, you know, we have t-shirts and stuff. Yeah, if you guys buy those. want to look like you are a fan of what we do, <laughs> we sell things that have our picture and logo on them. Like a onesie if you want to wear one. A baby onesie. Yeah, we do actually have those. <laughs> I said we didn't, but they put it up on the website that they did have them yeah. now. So don't worry, you can get one. Yeah. And stay tuned, this summer we'll be dropping our new single, Stabby Stabby. Yeah, uh, you could order a shirt that's the wrong size if you want to be like Justin. Yeah. By the way, I am totally thinking of doing Stabby Stabby shirts. Stabby sure. Stabby? Yeah. Uh, we probably won't come out with that single, but <laughs> who knows? We could do anything. Anything we set our minds to. Yeah, I didn't mean it like that. I mean, whatever we do you can just too. be random. <laughs> no, you can't. You're horrible at everything. Don't ever take uh, advice. You're bad at things. Don't try things. But, but listen to our show. <laughs> <laughs> go buy shirts and stuff. Also, uh, go like the Twitter, Instagram, Facebook page. Everything is at Mexman Podcast. Because you know who do, do, who do like who us? Who do that? <laughs> you know who does like us? Fucking Matthew Rosenberg. I mean, he likes my tweets about Hawkeye. I don't know if he listens to the show. <laughs> I probably That's close not. enough. <laughs> he listens. <laughs> he told me. If you're listening, we're huge fans of your ex Oh, my God, so much. <laughs> But yeah, that's for today.